BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irving Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. Morning, millennials. Welcome back to the morning toast. Happy Tuesday. That feels like a Monday, but it's not because it's actually a Tuesday, which is so great for us. So great for us. So sensational. We absolutely love to see it. How was your long weekend? Well, thank you so much for asking. Thank you guys for giving me the space that I needed. I needed this Monday off because, like I said, I had a wedding on Sunday night. And I was actually thinking at the wedding how I want to talk about this on the toast because you guys know I hate weddings. Like, and I'll honestly RSVP no to most weddings. But this might have been, without the exception of like family weddings, because of course that's like always the best night. I think it was my favorite wedding I'd ever been to. Do you think it's because it was the first in so long and everyone was so excited to be there? and the, That helped. Like, the, the vibes were just so excited. That definitely helped because it was the first wedding like back. But I always say like a wedding is not so much about like the, the decor and the ambiance as it is about the couple. And this was just like a great couple who like really loved each other, been together forever. Their friends are best friends with each other. So it was just like great energy. And the wedding itself was also like stunning and elegant, which didn't hurt. So it was just like my favorite wedding I'd been to in a while. I always find myself like so bored at weddings, like counting down the clock, like to when it's not rude to leave. That's so funny. Weddings are so fun. It's like one, it's an excuse to get so dressed up, which we never, ever get that dressed up too. Like the music's always amazing. Like live music, all your friends. There's just so much fun. Yeah, like I guess, like it should be something I enjoy. Maybe it's just because I'm such a narcissist. Like I just can't, like can only spend a certain amount of time like it being about someone else. Like maybe that's actually it. If I was a therapist, like that is what I might suggest to myself. I don't think that's what it is. I do think that all of the activities are not Claudia friendly. No, it's like so much standing and like you only your food until like like four hours until you're actually there. It's like we have to get all dressed up. Yeah, right. I have to listen to a singer who's not me. Yeah, actually, um, they had amazing music too that definitely contributed to the positive vibes. And it was just like a wonderful evening. And I just, I don't know if my opinion on weddings has changed completely post-pandemic you mean post-pandemic but I really am now even more kind of cemented in my belief like I'm very particular about where I RSVP you know okay okay it was a great time and it was a great weekend stunning weather I couldn't have been luckier oh and that's the other thing it was like kind of chilly which like I was living for you know yeah yeah and it really just kind of I didn't sweat at all and that's always with the weddings inside the sweating and the heels like it just gets to a point where I'm like I have had enough of being tortured by this couple happy for you I have to leave also I've noticed that post pandemic my heel tolerance is back at zero mm. like I can't wear heels for more than 30 minutes like yeah. all of the blisters and the, the muscles that I had built up in my feet wearing heels over the years like when I put on a pair of heels after the year and a half like my feet can't handle it Ground zero. that's why I'm always wearing flats also our our first sponsor of the day is the com- the brand that I wore to the wedding and I got literally so many compliments and I was so proud of myself I usually make it to the dance floor for 30 minutes before I, I'm that girl who's like walking around in the flip-flops oh I hate that I look. hate being that girl I hate the look of like your dress and the flip-flops and like I 
See, it's tough. It's tough. I made it not only to the car, I made it all the way up to my home. We drove back, it was like an hour and a half drive. Literally, I made it to my front door. They were the most comfortable shoes I'd ever worn. Oh my God, that From is- From today's sponsor. Just wait till you find no, out who I it think, is. I think you should share the sponsor now because I need to know. Okay. I mean, I know, but you need to know. <laughs> it's Shoe Dazzle. Okay, first of all, they sent over their looks. They have some of the most sickening shoes. I was obsessed with the ones that I got. I wore them to the wedding. So comfortable. Never got more compliments on anything in my entire life. Wow. They're so affordable. Like, my dress, I spent so much money on, nobody looked at me twice. My shoes- Shoe Dazzle, everyone was quaking. I got three pairs of Shoe Dazzle shoes a few weeks ago. Their looks for this season are so goddamn cute, so pleany. So, so on trend. So on trend, so comfortable, so affordable. Tell them where they can get their Shoe Dazzle shoes. Okay, take a quick style survey for personalized outfit recommendations on ShoeDazzle.com and you can shop from hundreds of styles that are curated just for you. You can choose to check out as a guest or become a VIP member, which honestly, given how many sickening styles there are, I would recommend becoming a VIP member just because why well, have to choose, you know, mm -hmm. just get all the shoes. Um, and the perks of becoming a VIP member are you can save up to 30% all day, every day, and you get early and exclusive access to new styles, collections, collaborations, VIP executive sales, and promotions. They do sickening like collabs with different people, but like the, the stuff that they have up now, like seriously, perfect for summer, so affordable. And it's just like, I was, I was shook, not gonna lie. Like when I got these pair of shoes, I'm like, these are perfect for the wedding. And they're so affordable. So go to shoedazzle.com slash toast if you want to get started, become a VIP member, or shop um, as a guest, but I think VIP is the way to go. Shoedazzle.com slash toast. Sorry, I didn't mean to just like push the sponsor in there, but it was so appropriate. You know, I miss the days when like we would talk about the sponsor and then just like share the sponsor. It's just so organic. We're so I, yeah. naturally so when, and like stunningly authentic. So since you were already talking about it, I think that like everyone else would have been RDH if you didn't share. I, I got so many comments like, where are the shoes from? Yeah, Shoedazzle. Shoedazzle. Become a VIP member. I had such a productive, great weekend. Like, so much fun was had. So much content was consumed. TV, read so much. Like, I have so much to share with you that I watch and I read. Are you ready for it? 100%. Friday night I watched In the Heights. Yes, I know. I need to see it. So good. I think you'll really like it. I never saw the play, but Zach had, and he loved the play, so he was so excited to watch it. The music is so good, the dancing, everything. The only thing is it was really long, and so I don't know how I might be feel. out. You might be out. Or that, maybe you'll have to, like, break it up. That's, like, the one thing that you could have said, like, because, like, a no, musical, was, I'm so down. It was longer than anything I've ever watched in my Damn, life. that's really like, annoying. I think it was as long as the Titanic, I swear. <laughs> okay, then I finished the book, Woman Before Wallace. I would not recommend it. Then I read another book, The Good Sister by Sally Hepworth, who also wrote Mother-in-Law, which Claudia like, loved Mother-in-Law. I did. I, I liked it, and I loved The Good Sister, and I would recommend it to everyone. If you liked Verity, I think you're really going to like oh. The Good Sister. Wow, our lights just like went out over here. Oh, our sign? It's okay. The neon sign. It's fine. Or were they never on? Oh, oh we have we a remote. remote. Oh, wow. Hey. We are living in the future. We are Xenon, the 21st Let century there gal. Let there be light. Okay. I read, so I finished two books. I started Why Women Kill. Oh, do you love it? Loving it. Loving it so much. And like I'm watching before bed. And I missed having a show that I like so much. There's not that much on the streaming service. One season and then two seasons of the new episode. Uh, two episodes of the new That's season. That's more than enough for me. Because I don't want to like be watching TV all day. Oh, can't relate. Can't and relate. then I watched Housewife and the Hustler. Mm. Which we're going to talk about today as a story. Because it's actual news. What's going on with this story. And I'm so beyond shocked. And I watched my, it as well. My perspective has changed now that I actually understand what happened yes and i'm so disgusted me too disgusted yeah 
So I'm really looking forward to talk about that. We have so much to talk about today. Yeah, I mean, I don't really have any like content recap because I was just basically like, you know, being social the whole no, weekend, which is new like, for me. You were putting out a lot of content and it's like Claude with no job only wakes up when you're out of the city on vacation. Yeah, what the hell am I going to take a picture of me in my bed? That's where I am all the time. No, I know, but it's just like, it's so funny. No, like, I know. <laughs> I'm not like a consistent poster on Claude with no job, which is my personal Instagram account. Make sure to follow it. Only um, when she's on vacation though. Only when I look pretty. Like I'm not going to torture no. everyone. I seriously, like Monday to Friday, I, I'm here and I work from, and, and then I work from home. All my photos on my Instagram page are from here. Like no. I can't do anything more. I understand. Like this is the struggle for us. I, I came alive. You, ca you once, come alive. Once I hit that Midtown Tunnel or the Holland Tunnel, Claude with no job starts levitating. Like she comes to life. Yeah. We love to see her. We really do. She was churning out some premium she content. Was. Yeah. She works like she's so fabulous. I think I might do like a photo dump. That's like my new favorite trend. I love it on too. On Instagram because first of all, I'm not going to post 10 times, but you do have like 10 pictures. And I feel like it's a really cute thing to do at the end of a long weekend. You have all these photos. And you don't have to edit every single one of them like with a preset. You just, the first just one. Just the first one. <laughs> yeah. So I actually really like this trend. I hope we keep doing it. No, I like it a lot. And I agree. Okay, good. I'm so glad we're on the same dump page. Yeah, we've never talked about it, but I just love taking a photo dump. No, taking dumps is like literally one of my favorite activities. I could do it multiple times a day. I'm sure that you do. I wish I would. <laughs> Um, okay, well, are you ready to get into everything? Yes. Because there's so much to discuss. The Christy Teigen. Like, we have we have literally mountains to climb. Mountains to climb. And so I think we should just jump right in. The water's warm. I think we should dive off the deep end. Oh. Oh, that's a thing. Um, you know, I'm over a spoiler. What, from TikTok? No, from A Quiet Place. Oh, I'm not going to watch it, so that's fine. Okay, if you saw A Quiet Place, then you know this. Wow. You, if you were listening as a podcast, I did a hand gesture. I can't. Um, you can't replicate it. Yeah. Okay, without further ado, do, 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 where are you not here? Because we're doing something really fun after this. That's yes. just like, do would be way too chaotic. Oh, yes. I think maybe maybe you guys know, because we've just kind of been like, you know, so subtle in our promotion. <laughs> but there are big things coming this week. Big things. Yeah, and we're, we're, we're shooting something really fun today. So yeah. we're excited. So I, I, you probably know what it is. <laughs> yeah, but whatever. <laughs> we're just so subtle. Like, but anyway, it's, it's not a secret. And by... Tomorrow, like, we'll be able to share. But, like, I just feel like before we take the pictures and stuff, like, I just, what if the pictures are bad? Well, we're still going to drop. What if they're not, you, no, no, but we're not going to use the pictures, you know, if yeah, they were we bad. still have, like, other pictures. Yeah, yeah, no, I know. I'm just saying. I just hate jinxing stuff. It's not about you secret do. project. It's just about jinx. You, Jackie does hate, like, saying things before the deadline. I hate talking about deadline. stuff before they're there. Whereas, like, for me, like, I'm itching out of my clothes the second I, like, find something out. Like, we've been designed, but. We've been working on this project for like literally this particular one for like eight months. And I've been wanting to talk about it since the day we started. No, I know. I think we could just share what it is. Yeah, we're is, dropping merch. We are dropping merch this week. That is literally our favorite stuff that we've ever dropped. And we're going to take some really cute pictures today. That if we you've hope been following us on social, we've been doing like a little, you just know. You. <laughs> oh, just me. Just like a little, you know, mm, you know, a little. Mm, Claudia loves a peek. teaser. I do. I just love to be the one to like, you know, drop the news. Yeah, and I'm happy for you. So that'll be coming in a few days. So. Yeah, so just stay tuned for that. Also, speaking of amazing things, Patreon is popping off. Yes. Yesterday we posted a general Q&A where we answered all of your guys' questions or as many as we can get to about like, you know, our show, our lives, the show, the future, just like random questions that you guys have for us, which was really fun. And we posted a vlog of getting Snitch ready for a date, which everyone thought was so funny. It was so, I loved it. Like I wasn't there, you filmed it, I watched it. It was like the highlight of my day. It was oh my God, so, that's so funny. Nice. And didn't she look 
amazing. But maybe that's why it was so enjoyable to watch because like the last vlog we did together, like you were getting me ready and I was like so chaotic and I looked so fat and ugly. And like Margot's just like, oh, I just got this like new, you know, little bodysuit. Let me just put it on, stunning model. Oh, let me just run some blush through my cheeks, stunning model. Oh, let me just grab my purple shoes from Zara, stunning model. Like it was just so easy and she wore the first thing she picked out. Like who does that? It was a joy. A dream. Yeah, I looked like the ugly troll. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, now, without further ado, do, 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 where are you? Not here because we're doing something. Oh, my God. That's how that all started. Yeah, yeah, thanks for bringing it back. Here are the Fast Five stories that you need to know before you wake up and take a bite out of your morning toast. And as we already said, today's episode is brought to you by ShoeDazzle.com. ShoeDazzle.com slash toast. Check it out. Do not sleep on ShoeDazzle. I've been upping my shoe game, and ShoeDazzle has come in the clutch. And I just want to say, I'm very pro-sleep. Like, I think you should sleep on most things. Not true, Dazzle. I agree. Okay, first story, big news of the weekend. Chrissy Teigen drama continues to unfold. She put out an apology blog post on Medium yesterday where she apologized for the past things that she had tweeted and messaged to young girls many years ago. Right, we haven't she, spoken we, about this we yet. We haven't spoken about the drama yet. Because, like, honestly, I just, like, don't care about her. But it's become, like, such a big story that, like, we should talk about it. And for those who don't, like, know, she had tweets... They're still up, and I think people have known about them for a while, but, like, this kind of um, story gained a lot of momentum recently where she was just, like, saying some really horrible things to Courtney Stodden mostly, also Lindsay Lohan, at the time who were just, like, you know, young girls in the spotlight, saying, like, really um, aggressively vile things. Like, not really so much even as jokes, just, like, basically the telling them to... Warning, telling them to... To kill, kill themselves. Um... Some of them were disguised as jokes, like one about Lindsay Lohan. Every time she sees Emma Stone on a red carpet, she puts another slit in her wrist, which is so disgusting. Um, she told Courtney Stodden to like take a dirt nap, go to sleep forever. So people were really, really upset by yeah. this. And, you know, as it goes, things started to happen. The cancellation of Chrissy Teigen, brands pulling out, her cookware line was pulled out of Target. She's been radio silent for a while. Yeah, for about a month. And then yesterday she wrote a blog post on Medium where she apologized for her actions and her past tweets. And that's, you thought would be the end of it, but then... Right, but before we dive into the end of it, can we just talk about her post quickly? Yeah, sure. Because, um, you know, I actually relate to this story. I have tweeted things that I deeply regret. And I actually think part of her essay was really well said. And I just related to it a lot. Like, she'll, like, be in the middle of the night, get, like, a, a stabbing pain in her back, remembering something horrible. She said, like, I actually really related to that. But I think what I did not like about the apology is it felt at times, like, very lighthearted, like, making jokes. Like, it felt like my own episode of My Name is Earl. Like, this is not the time for jokes, Chrissy. Like, this is actually serious. Like, I just felt like it teetered between being genuine and then, like, almost like being too lighthearted and like making a mockery of it. Yeah, I can I can see that. Well, then what happened last night was Michael Costello posted on his Instagram. He is a designer. If you don't know him, he was on Project Runway and now he has a line at Revolve and he claims that Chrissy Teigen bullying him left him suicidal. So he shared a story saying for the past seven years, I've lived with a deep unhealed trauma. He said that in 2014, Teigen, uh, quote, apparently formed her own opinion of me based on a photoshopped comment floating around the internet, which has now been proven to be false by Instagram and since taken down. He said he attempted to explain the mix-up, which apparently made it seem as if he'd used a racial slur to Tegan, who claims 
who he claims, quote, told me that my career was over and that all doors would be shut from there on. So he shares DMs where he's like, Chrissy, please call me. Like, I need to explain. This is not, this is by a disgruntled employee. Like, I never said that. When this, like, thing happened to Michael Costello is in 2014, Chrissy Teigen commented on his post, racist. And it kind of blew up this, like, little story that, like, one of his employees was sending around, like, a fake Instagram comment of his. So Chrissy Teigen, like, blew it up. And so he reached out to her and was like, wait, please let me explain. Like, it's not what it looks like. And she responded, read what exactly what she responded. She responded, racist people like you deserve to suffer and die. You might as well be dead. Your career is over. Just watch. So he goes on to claim that the fashion industry colleagues and friends told him that Tegan and her stylist, Monica Monica Rose, Rose, I'm sure you remember that name. The thief, remember, she was stealing from the Kardashians and then the Kardashians fired her. And Chris sent out an email to everyone. And everyone in in their circle like fired Monica Rose, except Chrissy Teigen. So he said that they had allegedly gone out of their way to threaten people and brands that if they were in any shape or form associated with me, they would not work with any of them. Each time I have pleaded with Chrissy Teigen or Monica Rose to see the whole story before believing a false narrative, a former disgruntled employee cast upon me they don't give me the time of day. He said after that, I didn't see the point of living. There was no way I can ever escape from being the target of the powerful elites in Hollywood. He said, I am not okay. I may never be okay, but today I am choosing to speak my truth. So when you and I, we were together when we saw this. Yeah. And we were actually saying, because I mean, there's no way to prove that Monica Rose and Chrissy Teigen were blackballing him. Like he says oh, that. I, I mean, but I believe him, but wait, I understand what you're about to say. So like. Because he said, like, you know, so many opportunities that were supposed to come his way never came. He was pulled from shoots last minute. There were just so many things that made it seem like he was being blackballed. And he believes it to be from Chrissy Teigen and Monica Rose. There's really no way to know that. But I do have to say, we were talking about Michael Costello. Because I'm like, you know what? This actually really makes sense. This happened in 2014. And I remember first hearing about Michael Costello when Beyonce popped up at the Grammys, like, unannounced in this sickening white gown. And it was by, like, a no-name designer. And it was Michael Costello. And, and he was, had been on Project Runway. He had been on Project Runway. And it was, like, the biggest deal ever. And then that was, the fir- that was the first time I heard of him. And you would think someone like that would become, like, the next Christian Siriano. 100%. And now I'm like, I hear Michael Costello. Like, I own a bunch of his things because he does do size inclusive. Thank you, Michael. Because um, they sell on Revolve, which is cool. But it's not where someone who designed for Beyonce at the Grammys would be. And so then we were like, what year did that Beyonce Grammys outfit happen? 2014. What year is he saying he was blackballed? 2014. So honestly, like the career trajectory of Michael Costello, like really does track with this story because he had so much momentum and then like kind of like nothing. Yeah. And this story just really changed the way I looked at the bigger story because like what Chrissy and Monica did to him, that's cancel culture. Yeah. Like saying you'll never work again. And then going out of your way, going out of your way to make sure that that happens. And also then to say, you know, that you might as well be dead. Like it takes it to such a disgusting level. And this is like a pattern, clearly, of hers telling other people to kill themselves. What is that? What is that? That's a really fucking, like, weird thing. That's not like a joke. That's not like cute and quirky. Like, that's fucking dark. Like, you need help. And so I feel like this is a really interesting... We love to talk about cancel culture here. And I feel like this is like a really interesting crossroads. But n- and now it feels like the canceler is being canceled. Right. So this is a really interesting crossroads because... I feel like as a society, even though it doesn't always feel that way, most normal people are very against cancel culture. Most normal people think if you said something in 2014 and you are now, you know, living a completely different life, like we're not going to hold you. Like we don't think that you actually think that anymore. I think for the most part, people really feel that way and they want to fight against cancel culture. But there's something about Chrissy Teigen that like people don't want to apply that line of thinking to and I'm and I was trying yeah, to think, I think of like I why that is most normal people feel that way but that's still not what happens when someone gets canceled so right but so 
I think that like why people don't want to apply that line of thinking to Chrissy Teigen is because like honestly, when I think of like the type of people who perpetuate cancel culture, I like include Chrissy Teigen in that. Like she's always on Twitter, like with reporters and like all the people on Twitter, like with the blue, they call them like blue check mark, like freaks. Like those are the people who like dig up your past to like try and prove a point. And those are the people that Chrissy Teigen like knows and tweets with and hangs out with. So like I just kind of include her in this group of people who do perpetuate cancel culture. And that's why I've always said, like, it's so stupid to get involved and, like, start canceling people because, like, I don't care who you are. Like, it's coming for you. And this is the exact perfect example, like, Chrissy Teigen. Yeah. Like, you have been parts of, you know, other people's cancellations. And, like, of course it came for you. Yeah. It always does. And honestly, yours might be the worst I've ever seen. Well, I don't know because I do feel like, and it's the way that Michael Hassel said it, like, she is, like, that powerful Hollywood elite. She is in that circle. Like, those are her friends. I don't think that they'll keep her down long. Yeah, well, so that's the thing. Like, Hollywood protects its own. Like, I do think at the end of the day, like, she will be fine. Because the thing is with Chrissy Teigen, she's always just been a celebrity, period. Like, she does never... It always helped that she had all these fans and followers, but she's a famous model and she's John Legend's wife. Like, she'll be famous forever. You really... She's uncancelable, really. But she did build this brand herself of like her cookware and her cravings books and people like on the end like consumers are done with her but like Hollywood loves her yeah but I think that's the difference between like what you said most normal people are against cancel culture but then people still get canceled like yeah I don't it's confusing this one was it's a doozy this one's a doozy and I think that I after her apology post last night I would have thought that that was going to be you know like a new Cycle. Turning a new page for her, and, and then we'll see what happens from there. But this story just... This is the worst thing to come out about her yet, and it's after her apology. I agree. So I don't know where we go from here, like, as a society. Yeah, or for, for her, where she goes from there. Yeah, and honestly, this just, like... And honestly, justice for Michael Costello. He's a really talented designer. I completely agree. And amongst the many things I'm, like, taking away from this, like, Monica Rose is the biggest loser yeah. I've ever met in my life. Now like, she's, like, 0 for 2 on time. On public <laughs> scandal. Like, yeah. first she was, like, what had happened with her, the Kardashians? She was charging them for items she was getting for free and, like, saying it was, like, something all stylists do, but, like, it's not. Yeah. And for years they didn't notice until, like, one of, Chloe decided to, like, check her credit card one time. Um, and she was doing it to all the sisters. Mm-hmm. So they let her go and Chris, like, Chris told pretty much everyone and Chrissy Teigen was the only one who stood by her and now this is the second thing I'm learning about Monica Rose and I just want to go on record she's going on my list of losers yeah okay you ready for our next story yeah it's some big podcasting news oh yes Spotify clinches a deal with Alex Cooper for Call Her Daddy podcast, yanking it away from Barstool. Alex Cooper and her sex-positive podcast, Call Her Daddy, are leaving Barstool Sports, coming to Spotify exclusively starting next month under a multi-year deal. All existing and new episodes of Call Her Daddy will remain free, and starting July 21st will be available only on Spotify. In addition to bringing the podcast to Spotify exclusively, the deal also covers all future episodes and additional exclusive new projects in development with Cooper. Um, the important part, the multi-year agreement between, <laughs> yeah. between Cooper and Spotify is worth more than $20 million per the Wall Street Journal, which first reported on the talks last week. So we report on every time Spotify like picks up a podcast because it's super interesting. And I think the podcasting world is just like constantly evolving. But this is even more interesting because it's really like a part of a developing story over the last year when we were all, literally the entire world was invested in the Call Her Daddy drama. And you and I said, and a lot of people did not agree with us because they... I mean, we didn't take sides, but I always said, like, if I was one of those girls, I would have done exactly what Sophia did and I would have ended up getting fucked because 
I knew that everyone were knew worth- the show was worth more than what Barstool was offering them. And they thought everyone called Sophia greedy for wanting what, like $500,000 salary. When literally if they were just like a normal podcast at a normal network, they would be worth $20 million. Right. So now it's like, like if, Imagine if they had shopped the show like together as a team after Barstool. Like they would have been so. I mean, it's still huge, and it's so interesting. But like, I do think this is like what Sophia was trying to do with Suitman, right? And they like, and they were villainized for it. Suitman saw for them. The only thing is their contract wasn't up, so it just wasn't their time. Oh, their contract wasn't up. No, they had one more year on it, but they didn't want to do. Well, at the right. time, they didn't want to do that one more year, like being paid. Not so little when, when the show is worth clearly when the millions. show is worth millions. So uh, I was really curious to see what would happen because I feel like everyone knew they had one more year. Everything happened a year ago. Like what's going to happen? Is and they were like, like, "Is is Dave going to give them the IP? Like, are they going to get the name? Is she going to stay with Barstool? Is right. she going to go elsewhere?" But I think when you know there's twenty million dollars on the table, um, even if she likes her time at Barstool, you got to go to Spotify. And she is still slightly partnered with Barstool. They are doing her merch and her newsletter. Yeah. So she kept them involved, which is nice. Yeah. Because they did, you know, give her the platform at first. Yeah. So this is just really interesting. Spotify, they also, we didn't report on this because, like, we wouldn't. But they also scooped up Armchair Expert. Yes. Your favorite. Yes. I am so excited to listen to Armchair Expert (laughs) on Spotify. (laughs) I just find Dak Shepard so annoying. Like, I know people are obsessed with him, but, like, my God. Like, be more annoying, I dare you. Yeah, the only thing is, I don't know how much he got for that deal. I haven't seen that anywhere. Because, like, honestly, nobody cares. Like, we all just want to know how much Alex Cooper got. Like, yeah, and Joe Rogan. She's more interesting. We all know got $100 million. Right. That's just so crazy. Because, like, Joe Rogan was podcasting for years. And, like, Call Her Daddy, it's so crazy. We've been through so much with them. It's two years old, correct? No, it's three years old. Oh. I, that's, wait. No, two years. I think it's three years. Time goes by. Uh, it does go by They've so been, fast. Okay, they had they did it since 2018. Now it's 2021. That's three years. Okay, so that's still pretty long. Um, no, it's just like such crazy news. Yeah. And I just love all this money being invested in podcasting. You just absolutely love to see the medium just growing. You really, really do. And I'm such a fan of different mediums, you know? I am a fan of different mediums. I really like the Long Island medium, but I also like um, Henry. What's his name? Uh, Ty- Tyler. Tyler he- the medium? Tyler Henry. Tyler Henry. Also, I oh, feel like Jackie, this story... Um, sorry, there's a mail coming through. What is he saying? Does the word... Oh, sorry. My throat is tightening. Somebody died of asphyxiation. It's coming through and he's saying... Oh, wow. He's saying Epstein didn't kill himself. Yeah. It's Jeffrey Epstein. I've been... <laughs> I've been taken over the body of a Jeffrey Epstein. Claudia has been possessed by Jeffrey Epstein. Um, I just want to say, I just feel like this story has been like an open case for a year. Like, mm-hmm. Kate, I feel like now case closed. Yes, 100%. The mystery is solved of like what they were worth and blah, 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 and where they would go and who got the IP. Right. And now I would say case closed. And Sophia has her own show that does pretty well, and I'm sure she makes a lot of money, but like, yeah, not $20 million. I know, and I'm sure p- so many people are like, Sophia, I'm sure, is like... Vomiting. Vomiting. But I think that it was clearly a toxic work situation for both of them that eventually was going to end badly no matter what happened. And it seems like each girl is doing great on their own. I listen to both shows sometimes. I think I like Sophia with an F so much. You know, I'm always telling you I'm laughing out loud. I know. Sophia is really funny. I'm just on the side of female friendship, and I would have loved to see this work out, you know, for the, for the female friendship. I'm on the side of comedic duos as well. We love to just support fellow comedic duos. But I'm also on the side of just, you know, everyone doing what's best for them and yeah. their mental health. Yeah, 100%. So I think this is a, like a happy ending 
to it's uh, also just like such an interesting case study like for podcasting yeah but i also am glad to see like them or her getting paid her what she deserves when like this is what we were trying to say a year ago was like even though five hundred thousand dollars is a, lot, a lot, of lot of money it's not a, nearly enough for what they bring to the table yes exactly like and so wouldn't it have been great if they could have gotten it together yes but it's still like an amazing feat for women and asking for five hundred thousand dollars now in hindsight is like are you fucking kidding me like and and they were being labeled as greedy for asking for that when it's yeah. like no, no, no. For not, for not accepting that. Right. And like just knowing the market, like knowing how, what, you know, our podcast brings in and knowing that podcast is so much bigger, like, no, no, 20 million is a fair price. Yeah. And everyone's like, it's so much money. That's what the market is. That's the going rate. Yeah. Yeah. So interesting. Congratulations. So interesting. Congratulations. Okay. Are you ready for our next story? Yes. Tom Girardi's alleged victims detail oh. Erica Jane's husband's snake behavior in The Housewife and the Hustler. Okay, ABC News Originals documentary Housewife and the Hustler detailed the allegations against Tom Girardi and his firm Girardi Keese and featured interviews with his alleged victims, including Joe Rugomez, who was severely burned and scarred in 2010's San Bruno gas pipeline explosion. By the way, the most interesting part of that documentary was that story. I did not know that. That was fucking crazy-ass footage. I know. They had so much footage. And the fact that at, at one point they said that the firm had 900 cases that they were doing. So, like, 900 incidents like that. Like, that's how they made their money. First of all, in all the years that we've known Eric and Tom, maybe I just wasn't paying attention or I just didn't understand it. I didn't know that's what Tom's did. firm did. Like, I understand Aaron Brockovich. By the way, got to admit, I never saw the movie. Me neither. So, like, I know. I've heard of it, but I do. And I knew it was, like, a water contamination. But I you know, I know the story. I didn't put all together that his firm does cases on behalf of victims who have been wronged. And harsh, that's how they make their money. Partially wronged by Big corporations. And that's how they make their money. People like Joe Gomez don't pay Tom Girardi. He takes on the case for free because he knows he's going to win and he gets a piece of the settlement. Right. Which is how it works. Also, let's just take a back, really quick backstrap, in, in case you don't watch Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Erica Jane came on the show a few years ago. Rich ass, big ass husband lawyer, like one of the biggest lawyers in LA. His name is Tom Girardi. And he's the lawyer from Aaron Brockovich. He got, you know, that company to pay, what was it, like a billion dollars to Aaron and, and the crew. I don't know. I never saw the movie. Um... And recently, they filed for divorce, and all, this thing, all these things came out about Tom and the law firm. And if you know Tom, he's been on the show a little bit. He's literally a P-Jom. It's the, the last would, person you would expect. Or so you thought he was a P-Jom. Now there's a documentary on ABC. It's on Hulu, too. It's called The Housewife and the Hustler, detailing what Tom did and what Erica knew. No, what they think Erica knew. You can never really know what someone knows. I did think it was a little early for a documentary because No, they, it was the perfect time because they are trying, like, I, it couldn't have come at a better time because on this week's episode, she announced she's divorced. What did she know? What didn't she know? And unless you understood the gravity of what he's being accused of, you wouldn't, you can't watch the episodes. I'm so glad that we got yeah. this right now because we've been seeing all these stories and I think we've even reported on some of them. And like, still, I didn't, I understand, I understood that like at Lion Air, he was accused of not, not giving, giving the, the settlement money. But I had no idea this was a pattern of behavior for him for over 40 years. By the way, the Carol California Bar Association. Shame. Disgusting. Shame, shame on you. Shame. 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 Like, Kim, Let him get away Kim with shouldn't it. even want to pass. 100%. Here's the other thing. So basically when you, and I didn't know this, like if you are suing like a big company, whether it's an airline or a manufacturer, your lawyer receives the funds for you. They take their legal fees, which they are owed 
because you're not paying them because that's the agreement. And then the rest of the settlement is given to you. And Tom would like prey on these seemingly innocent people who had never come into that much wealth before. And you know, he's this big rich lawyer. He knows what to do with a lot of money. And he would say, I could give you this settlement, but I have a great investment opportunity, 6% interest. You literally cannot lose money. You will make money every year. And I'll send you disbursements every month. So these people are like, oh my God, of course, I'm coming into $12 million. Why not make it 20? And Tom would sometimes send payments, sometimes not. And then eventually... Never, I then eventually stopped paying altogether. Yeah, so it's not just the Lion Air case, which in watching the documentary, I like was the absolute saddest part. They had all this footage from, um, you guys probably remember when this happened. It was a flight from Indonesia. The flight went down, and he was representing some of the victims' families, orphans and widows. And they had the footage of like the airline, the passenger, like the shoes and the backpacks. It was, so sad. It was just so sad. And they had they spoke to one of the children, his mom died in the crash and he is one of four children and they were represented their by money. Tom and they're waiting on their money and it's like now watching Real Housewives and like knowing that that's probably what's funding Erica Jane's head to toe Louis Vuitton when there's like yeah. a family in Indonesia who doesn't have parents and like it, it's so terrible one tragedy like it's so terrible and seeing it like spelled out like that I, I was in shock. And, so we, and also, and so what I was just going to say is that we, I, I feel like we understood that Lion Air piece of it, but just this documentary explains how so he did this to so many people that he represented. And? Who have been through horrible, unspeakable tragedies. Not only did he do that, then he was taking money out of the firm and funneling it into his own pocket and putting $20 million from the key, the Girardi Keys firm, which is the firm is stealing money from victims. Then Tom is stealing money from the firm and put $20 million into EJ Global, which is Erica Jane's company, yeah. which it puts on her tours and all of her Real Housewife functions and I'm sure pays for her glam. Like, so did she know that that investment from Tom was literally money that belonged to widows, orphans, and burn victims? I don't know. but There's also, no way to know that. But also just this idea of like, I mean, it, when you make your money, it's up to you how you want to spend it and how you want to show it. But the idea that like his wealth, even before he committed a crime, his wealth comes from these victims who have been through such like, and he gets paid for these tragedies really. And then you see on Real Housewives, like the life that they lead in, like they can lead that life, but to put it out there like that, like knowing where the money comes from, it just, there's something about it that just felt a little wrong. There's definitely something and, like borderline unethical about it. And I think that's it. what some of his colleagues were saying. It's like, this is money that comes from people who have suffered, and then you go and you flaunt it on TV in but that way. It's weird, but it's their choice. Right, and if you're doing everything legally, like, I don't have a problem with that. No, it's just I weird. I don't have a problem with that, but, it, but it's a little insensitive. Yeah, well, isn't that what they call, like, ambulance chasers? Yeah. So he's just a really successful one, but like he's basically a Salino and Barnes. Well, now they're just Barnes. Yeah, or, no. Are they just Salino? They're just Salino. Yeah, Barnes Damn. died. Damn. Don't bring Salino and Barnes into this. 100%. Though, because don't disgrace them. Don't because disgrace they, them. they are by the book. So I thought the documentary was really excellent in explaining to what. And Heather McDonald, who was amazing in the documentary, Agreed. said this so well. She was like, when. Even when the questions were asked on Watch What Happens Live, like about these lawsuits, Erica sort of shut it down. I can't talk about it. And it was just a little too complicated for people to, in Heather's words, sink their teeth into. And mm -hmm. I feel the same way. Like, this was just like a mess. I'm not a lawyer. I don't understand. P lawyers get sued. So, like, I'm not going to busy myself with it. But, like, no, this is so And they bad. actually said on a reunion a few years ago, because Mauricio, like, had a thing. And Kyle's like, this is just what happens when you're successful. Like, people see you. And that is true. Like, I do believe, like, whatever level you're at, like, you have lawsuits going around all the time. So 
when Kyle brushed it off, I was like, yeah, like, it's so true. Like, yeah. and, and I do believe that. But also, I did have one problem with the documentary, and I do feel like um, it was so well done in certain aspects, and then including people like Danielle Staub and Dana25000, like, literally ruined it so much. 100%. Because, first of all, they're, obvious, they're just so thirsty for the fame, first of all. Second of all, they're just so obviously... Um, like bitter. they're so intentional and bitter, yeah. Especially Dana. Like, so I just felt like it really discredited the. And it, I did think for a second that it actually was better to have Danielle Staub than Dana because Danielle Staub worked at that strip club. That was an interesting tie-in. But it still, was, overall, but they're so bitter is the perfect word. Like, I did not appreciate seeing either of them. I think it ruined the the seriousness and the credibility of the documentary because they're both like has been jokes. You know, no, I totally agree. And it's not even like they know Erica and Danielle being like I was on Watch Happens Live with her once and like she wasn't nice. Like. That doesn't mean anything towards what her, her and her husband doesn't did. mean you know her. And Dana, who was like, yeah, well, we heard rumors that they were getting divorced. And they were like, can you elaborate on it? And she's like, tee no. Well, why are you on the fucking documentary? Right. Like, you're allowed to share rumors. You didn't you bring anything to the table. But the one thing you might have, you don't say. No, and also, like, their, their hypothesis that when you go on the show, you feel compelled to spend more money to show it off because, like, the bar is just raised. Like, Dana is... Biggest, the epitome of the, that, like twenty, you spend twenty five thousand on pair of sunglasses, like yeah, and you, you didn't even, you weren't even a full time castmate, you were a friend of. You should be embarrassed, and they were ugly. Yeah, no, that's so true, but but they did um, kind of explain for people who might have watched a documentary who don't understand like housewives culture, there is now this category of like Teresa, Jen Shaw, um, is that it, and Erica and Luann, Luann, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, also, I saw the craziest clip of Luann on. Um, well, uh, on TikTok from like season two. I remember over quarantine when I watched, I totally forgot about this clip and it actually was like very bone chilling. What? Do you remember after she got divorced from the count, she dated Jock, who's Jewish. And during a scene, she said that her ex would die if she knew that Luann was with someone Jewish. And so Andy on the reunion was like, you said that your husband Alex, the count, would die if you we're dating someone Jewish. Like, does he not like Jews? And Luann's response was like, well, it's not that he doesn't like Jews, but he just, you know, he would, um, he would like, um, just be very shocked. And I was like, this is the weirdest conversation ever. And I was just reminded of that because I, I think I saw it on TikTok this morning or last night. Um, but I digress from the documentary. I just thought that was an interesting moment in pop culture. I don't remember that at all. You have to watch it, Jackie. It's literally the cringiest thing Send you'll ever see me. in your life. Send it to me. Yeah, so back to housewives who have been in legal trouble and I feel this way about Jen Shaw and Erica as well like we need to stop rewarding these people like after we know what they've done like I will give Erica the season and maybe she can explain herself in a way that will allow us to believe that she didn't know about this but my takeaway is like Erica is one of the smartest most club girls that yeah. has ever come on this show and like you're married to a lying sociopath and you don't know yeah. See, the thing is, I feel like all of these housewife criminal cases are so case by case because I really believe in my soul that, like, Teresa Judice had absolutely no idea what her husband was doing. And not to be mean, Teresa's really not that smart. And, like, she's proven that to us time and time again. And so <laughs> if Joe comes in and is like, hey, sign this check, she's like, okay. Like, I, I fully in my soul believe that. I don't even like Teresa, so I would love to say she knew. I really don't think she knew. And she paid the fucking price. Like, and, and it's very different to steal from the government than to steal from widows and orphans. I'm not saying it's okay, but it is a victimless crime. I'm sorry, it is. Yeah, no, I I agree. Then and with Jen Shaw, I thought she was so deplorable, like preying on innocent old people, awful, couldn't get worse than that. Tom and Erica said, hold my beer, because what they did is 
10 times worse. Okay, I'm the sorry. The only difference is like in the Jen Shaw case, like she's the one picking up the phone, making the calls where Erica does have like this, um, buffer she could have an alibi by saying that it was Tom. But I think also the fact that she filed for divorce in November when the cases started to come out and like be deposed in September and October, like, and she knew that there was shit going down and people think that she filed for divorce to like hide money. Like that to me would indicate that she knew and that that right. divorce after watching the documentary, it felt like the divorce was, had nothing to do with their relationship and everything to do with Tom's money. legal trouble. Yeah, and so I feel like the documentary's main question that they posed was, what did Erica know? And of course, they had no answers for us because no one can ever really know. But the evidence of the $20 million going into EJ Global from Girardi Keys is very bizarre. The divorce raises a lot of eyebrows. And just, uh, what was the other part? Well, maybe it was just those two things. They didn't really tell us what to think. I think they wanted you to guess it yourself but you said it perfectly like Erica Jane is so smart that's why we love her she's like so quick no one can get anything by her she called Lisa Vanderpump out in sniper from the side second she had her number she can read anyone so quickly like she is very just smart yeah so I would have a hard time believing that she didn't know but again there's literally no way for us to know because Erica has not been named in any lawsuits Erica has not been deposed yet she she's but she has been named in a lawsuit and she her depositions have been delayed but she hasn't been sued herself she's just like a part of it because she's the secretary on all of tom's companies she herself has not been like indicted or charged with anything so nobody knows if she's gonna be but like that 20 million dollars once all the public records once all the records become public they will be able to find out if the 20 million dollars put in to erica jane's company from girardi keys was settlement money and if that's the case she has like blood on her hands figuratively speaking but i just want to say Whatever happens in the legal space, that's fine. But Bravo continuing to employ these criminals. I'm I, really, like, it really, really bothers me. We have to draw a line. I agree. Which pains me because I have been an Erica Jane number one fan. We have the same birthday. Like, I, we've been obsessed with her since the moment she called Lisa Vanderpump a sniper on the side. We're like, oh, my God, this bitch is smart. Like, and, but you're right. Like, I think we do have to, like, have some ethics here. Yeah. When it comes to the Jen Shaws. And I don't include Teresa in that. Maybe that's wrong of me, but I don't even like Teresa. But I don't believe Teresa is a criminal bad person. Like, I think Teresa was married to an animal and would do anything for him and just, like, did what he said. Well, the Teresa thing, it's like, it's case closed. It's, you know, and I think the fact that she served her time on the show, and I I don't think anyone really, like, we've all moved on from that. Um, But these are totally different levels of fraud. Yeah. And just immoral. So now it's like behavior. an ethics question. Like, where do we go from here with ha- with these two particular housewives? Because it's so, and that's what one of the girls on the um, documentary said. She was like, when we hear about these cases, the first thing we think is like our cameras rolling. So it's like we want to, and we indulge, and like we we fuel that kind of like salacious gossip. But at the end of the day, it's like so unethical to like give these people a platform. No, and like Bravo cancels people for much less. Right. Like, you know, Max and Brett both had like really bad old tweets. Fired. Fired. So it's like, what do we do when someone actually commits a crime? And this is actually, you know, always harks back to my book, Girl with No Job, available on Amazon. Talked about this a lot, like cancel culture. People who do bad things versus people who say bad things. I feel like in this day and age, we like punish people who say bad things worse than we punish people who do bad things. Yeah. No, and these are just like completely too extreme right like, like what you're a criminal yeah I mean but I am gonna watch the rest of the season like really trying to understand Erica's position POV. like I'm, I'm gonna try and keep an open mind I think the documentary was really damning yes but 
there's two sides to every story. 100%. You don't know what Erica, you don't know what Tom brought home. But I just want to say that was my gut instinct was she's a smart girl. Yeah. 20 years, she doesn't know. And by the way, the documentary ended basically saying like they're still doing all these depositions and stuff. Obviously, it's been delayed because of COVID. But Tom is 81 and now they have a psychiatrist saying he has Alzheimer's so he might not even be able to stand trial. But they also have his friend saying we've seen Tom we, around We saw town, him right before COVID he, like he at events. Okay. He was speaking very clearly. Yeah. So that's that on that. I'm ready to move on, but looking forward to the developing news. Are you ready for our next story? Only if it's a story that's brought to you by Coors Pure. Coors Pure. Do you ever feel like living a healthy lifestyle is hard? Like you try super hard to keep up with what is considered healthy. You push yourself each day getting better and better, but it can be overwhelming. That's why we want to introduce you to Coors Pure. It's an organic, but chill about it. New Coors Pure is a refreshingly simple beer with organic barley, organic hops, and water. At just 92 calories and zero sugar, it is the perfect beer to celebrate the wins of everyday life. Coors Pure is all about promoting balance and giving aggressive affirmations to everyday heroes. Whether you got your run in or you just got as far as putting on your running shoes, Coors Pure is celebrating you. It's organic, but chill about it. So I feel like Coors Pure is kind of like a a brand we've been needing for a while when you do just want to kind of take some time, have a beer, but it has to be, you know, you don't want to set yourself back if you're doing so well. Coors Pure is 92 calories, completely organic, and it has zero sugar. It is a perfect beer to celebrate the wins of everyday life, so when you want to enjoy a beer without the guilt, reach for the the Coors Pure. It is organic, but chill about it. And go to CoorsPure.com to see where you can find Coors Pure, and that's spelled C-O-O-R-S-P-U-R-E.com. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Albany, Georgia, Again, check it out, coursepure.com for the wins of everyday life when you just want to like have a beer and not like make a big deal about it, you know? No, totally. And a good time to have a Coors Pure is when you're celebrating your one year anniversary, just like Kendall Jenner and Devin Booker were this weekend. Okay, this was really surprising to me. Kendall Jenner and Phoenix Suns guard Devin Booker marked a major relationship milestone over the weekend, their one year anniversary. Taking to Instagram on Saturday, the couple posted tributes to one another, including a cozy snap of Kendall wrapping her arms around Devin on the plane. And, you know, they had a sunset photo where it captioned one. They're tagging each other. This is like the most we've ever gotten from them. And I was really surprised. One, I didn't know that it was been a year of like them being linked. Yeah. I also don't think those were recent photos because he's playing in the NBA playoffs. And she was in Mexico this weekend with Haley Baldwin. Um, they had like a sickening girls weekend drinking it when it went eight. It looked so fucking fun. It did like, look really fun. I like went to all the people they tagged just to like see more. Literally, content. it looked so fun. I was like, why am I not there? Oh, so okay. I believe these are just like, you know, when you post like a photo dump. <laughs> They took a photo dump. Yeah. Okay, good to know. I'm sad they couldn't celebrate together, but I'm happy for Kendall that she's like in a long ass relationship. I know. I kind of feel like, you know, I've been. I, I feel like he could be the, the one. one. I actually don't really keep a lot of tabs on Kendall Jenner's relationships because she usually dates people I don't know. Like, I don't know Devin Booker, but like now I do. Ben Simmons, I didn't know, but like now I do. And I just feel like she dates the same person, like just in different cities so I just never really like and she always dates people who she's more famous than so like I really well, don't she's, care there's not that many people that are more famous than that's her. also true so I don't really keep up but this one now it's like there's proof in the no, pudding like, I'm alert I'm, I'm alert. alerted to this and also I've been watching so much basketball with Ben that like I'm fully you know keeping up with the bookers Phoenix Suns point guard super cute like very good player. So I'm like now learning more information. Um, and I think it's super cute. These pictures were very cute. And always, I think there's, 
real credibility in a relationship based on like how you know private it is and this is very private yeah no this all signs were looking good I was really surprised to see it I didn't really even realize she was in a relationship well I remember that at the beginning of the pandemic they took like a car yes a road trip in a convertible from LA to Phoenix because that's where he plays and people were like you were in a convertible without a mask like that was the worst time of the fucking year like Kendall Jenner got in trouble for being in a convertible without a mask it's like oh my god shut the fuck up like I no, can't now knowing what we know like that makes no fucking sense she's outside and the wind is blowing like it's so stupid and she's in a car with just her boyfriend like so stupid um but so now I know like that was over a year ago and so I guess they called they made it official this yeah. time last year yeah oh very very cute all makes sense I'm but happy the pictures for from the foot from the convertible road trip were so cute and the pictures from this dump are really cute like I love it just shows that they've had like a really cute cozy year like obviously them being cuddling on the PJs like extra so sweet. cute yes yeah, so wouldn't it be as cute if it was commercial no 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 oh no I also feel like girls or just people who have date basketball players or professional athletes have had like the best time this year because so many games were canceled and if they weren't canceled they were in a bubble so they didn't have to travel they were just like all in Orlando yeah so I just feel like it was a great time to be a wag yeah I would agree with that and maybe the only time we really ever needed wags back on the air was this year oh I miss wags bring I back know. wags you never watch I watched like a couple no episodes. you didn't because you would have been hooked no no so I did I definitely saw like the first episode it's clear you didn't watch I loved the premise wives and girlfriends no it was so good like bring back wags okay are you ready for our fifth and final story? Just like such good, exciting news to end on. It's the final story. Bum bum. Bum bum. Bum. Sure. Now I'm ready. Beauty and the Beast prequel has been ordered to Disney Plus. You guys, this is literally what we've been saying for years. Is it about Gaston? Gaston (gasps) prequel. Wait, we literally came up with this idea. And it's a series, a live action musical series. Gaston, the prequel, will star Luke Evans and Josh (gasps) Gad. They'll reprise the roles of Gaston and LeFou. LeFou's name is Louie. That's interesting. And there will be a newcomer, Brianna Middleton, who will join the show as Tilly, who is LeFou's stepsister. The prequel series was first announced as being in development in March 2020, but I'm sure with all the other news, like this probably slipped through the cracks or we reported on it, but it's just been such a long year that we forgot. Wait, I'm like quaking. One, that this is happening, and two, that we're getting the band back together because honestly, no one will ever be Gaston better than Luke Evans. I'm obsessed with him. Uh-huh. Josh Gad is an amazing LeFou. Amazing. And this is just the feel-good story, the good news that I needed today. No, 100%. I actually was just watching Beauty and the Beast on Friday. And I was watching Gaston and I was remarking how like Luke Evans is so good and and so is Josh Gad. And I was actually thinking Hugh Jackman, I think, played um, Gaston on Broadway. London's Broadway, mm-hmm. Westway, West End, and Westway works. <laughs> and he also like is the only other person who I think would be like such an amazing Gaston. But these two, Luke and Josh, are just the dream team. I also feel like you know not to be ageist, but I do think like you know yeah no I hear Hugh you. Jackman you has aged you, out of the role of you Gaston. You don't have to say it. He could be Gaston's dad in the prequel. He, he or he could play Gaston in the sequel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like after Beauty and the yeah, Beast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. What happens to Gaston? There's the French Revolution. I'm sure he was a big hero. So we're going to see. Yeah, he comes back to the little town. It's a quiet village with like all this respect for being a war hero, correct? Yes, but it wasn't 
based on the timeline, it was like not the fr- it was pre French Revolution wars. So it's just like a, a hypothetical war. Yeah, he's like a sm- no, no. no it was, I'm sure they were real. Like it's rooted in history. It's definitely rooted in history. Disney does not mess around. They don't fuck around. So I'm just really excited. A little prequel news. I wonder what they'll call it. Me too. Maybe Hopefully they'll call it Gaston. That was not our best. We haven't done it in so long. Feels good. It feels good anyway. I hope they reprise that song in one way or another. Like maybe it's a theme song no, but of the I'm show. I'm sure that song actually gives the whole story of Gaston. Like when he was a boy, he ate five dozen eggs. So we'll see like an, an episode yes. of the series Five Dozen Eggs to help him get him large. Hunting he gets animals large. from the back. Oh, that's not cool. That's not cool. Not that's true. That's that. Maybe that song was the inspiration for the prequel. No, it tells him everything you need to know about Gaston. Truly. So, and now he's the size of a barge. Anyways. He is the size of a barge. Um, all right, we're going to get into a little content recap from the weekend brought to you by Hair Food. Hair Food offers simple, superfood-inspired products that will make your hair look and feel amazing. Whatever hair texture or hair type you have, Hair Food has a recipe for you. In addition to their beloved nourishing coconut milk and chai spice collection, you've got to try some of their new recipes. The apple cider vinegar hair rinse, which is perfect for days where your hair needs a gentle cleanse. They have a turmeric and almond oil detangling milk, which takes care of the most stubborn knots and reduces frizz. And the shea butter and pear color repair concentrate, which makes overprocessed hair look vibrant and healthy. All the products smell so good. They're made so well. They're free. All the products are free of sulfates, parabens, dyes, minerals, oils, and they're certified pita cruelty free. So if you want to check out uh, hair food and get nourished, healthy hair, one of my favorite products is the detangling milk made with turmeric and almond oil. Um, I just like forgot that adults can and should be using detangling detanglers. Mm -hmm. Um, And that one's a really good one. It smells really good and it's made with really good products. So if you're looking for nourished, healthy hair, it's got to be hair food. Look for it at Amazon, Walmart and Target. Love hair food. So last night The Bachelorette was on. I did not watch because I'm sticking, you know, that's my resolution. I'm committing to things. How could you even mention that? What? That it was on. What are you going to say? To check out The Snatcher? Oh, okay. What else was I going to say? I don't know. I thought you like watched and I was like, oh, wow, I actually told, even though I was watching um, Theo and Bruno and Magnolia for Margot while she watched and recorded The Snatcher, I like actually forgot that The Bachelorette was on. I was like, no, what's crazy is that like there's no commotion. There's no tweets. There's no stories. Like, I, guess, I didn't even know, but I guess they showed a preview. Blake from last season, you actually liked him, remember? Blake For M- a minute. Oh. Moylan. And then we hated him. Oh, I was going to say Blake Moynes. Okay, Blake Moylan. He comes on Katie's season. I guess he's, like, obsessed. So that's, like, the, the anchor, like, that people are, like, Blake, here's everything you need. Five, news. Five things you need to know about Blake. Who fucking cares? Didn't like, we get that article a year ago? Did you, did Blake already come? No, so they showed it in the preview. So, like, that's the only sort of, like, news I'm seeing. So I'm, like, really worried when do we get the ratings? How, uh, do we get them the next morning? I think maybe two days out because that's what you shared okay. last week. I'm going to find it and I want to share it tomorrow because there's no news, no commotion, no pot. Except like, for the Snatchler. That's actually the only reason I know it's on because she posts like the best memes. It's at It's the Snatchler. Um, so and- if you're looking for a recap, it will be up. In like an hour. She came over last night after to pick up Knowles. By the way, Bruno and Knowles, they were playing so Ugh. hard last night. It was actually so cute. And she said the episode is so great. So be sure to check it out. The worse The Bachelor is, the better The Snatchler is. Like, it's just so easy to make fun of these like chaotic morons. But like when it's actually a cute love story, like what are you going to say? It's so cute. Like, yes. Podcast isn't very long. Yeah. No, I totally agree. So I did not watch. Um, but if you did and you're looking for some sort of recap... The Snatchler always has you covered. I feel so good having The Bachelor out of my life. I know. Even though I'm coming back for Bachelor in Paradise, but then I'm out. 
we've got so much content this week. Tonight, by the way, we are going to a fabulous party. We are. I'm so excited. Are you going to wear that hat to the party tonight? Oh, I should definitely wear a hat to the party tonight. We're going to a pride party. I'm so excited. So that's, we'll be recapping that tomorrow. Also, this week is the Keeping Up with the Kardashians part one reunion. <gasps> and some of the clips have been emerging. I know. And look so good. I'm so excited. We also have Real Housewives of Beverly Hills now. First episode, talking about the divorce and the lawsuits. Garcelle asking the hard questions. Thank you, Garcelle. And I just want to reiterate, I'm just so glad that I've now watched this and now I can go in like with the full picture. Yeah, it's called The Hustler and the Housewife and it's on Hulu. So if you want to watch that before Wednesday, I recommend it. And then my third critique of the, of the documentary mm-hmm. is just that title. I agree. It makes it so like not serious. Even though it was a really well done documentary and it covers really serious issues. And they opened it with Danielle Staub and her shoes and I was like, this is a joke. Yeah. But then it turned out not to be a joke. So I just feel like they couldn't decide if they wanted to make it serious or not. Yeah, no. Danielle Stab in her shoes and it's like, oh wait, does Danielle Stab like know something and have the tea? Right. And it's like, no, she doesn't. I thought Heather McDonald was a great person to have on it. I thought Sunny Hostin, even though I do find her a little annoying, I did think she was a great person to like dumb down a lot of the legal stuff for me and I appreciated that. I thought a lot of the reporters were very smart. I just, and I, I think they needed someone from the Housewives. Like the two people they chose like was just a no for me. Yeah, I totally agree. But it's still a good documentary. Yeah. That's our show. That's our show. And we'll be back tomorrow. I'm really excited for, you know, our little project this Mm -hmm. afternoon, but also to watch Why Women Kill. Thoroughly enjoying it. If you're looking for, like, a good pick-you-up show. For me, it reminds me so much of, obviously, Desperate Housewives, like, the music and everything, but also She-Devil, the movie with Meryl Streep and Roseanne. We watched it on Toast Movie of the Week last year during, um... The pandemic when we were all watching movies. Oh, my God. We did that movie. is so iconic. It's... It's chaotic, iconic, and reminds me of Why Women Kill. I don't think anyone would dislike it. I'm really enjoying the show. Also, it's, it's like a little like um, campy, you know, that yes. like. But, but that's, like, desperate, yeah. that's the Mark Cherry effect. I don't know. Something about Desperate Housewives is more soapy. Like, well, you know who I think. This isn't like a soap opera. You know who makes it very campy with her bad acting is Jennifer Goodwin. I think there's a lot of bad acting. Lucy Liu too, but she gets a no, lot better. No, no. She's a really good actress. It's like she's just in these um, like crazy scenarios. But I think like the modern day, some of the modern day actors are not it. It gets better. Um, Also, the show also reminds me of Mad Men. Just the Jennifer Goodwin parts. Yeah, I love the premise of the house. Me too. I think it's really, really good. So Need that house. Also, is that the house from the politician when he's growing up in Santa Barbara? No way. No, that house is, the Santa Barbara house is like palatial okay okay it looks very similar oh i didn't get the vibe okay um well that's our show and we so appreciate you guys hanging with us and just being cool you know (laughs) (laughs) yeah thanks for being cool thanks so much for listening to the morning toast the millennial morning show where we deliver the fast five stories that you need to know every monday through friday on youtube so if you're watching us on youtube please feel free to subscribe and give us video a thumbs up we're also available as a podcast anywhere podcasts can be found so that's spotify itunes stitcher public radio iHeartRadio, radio Castbox, all the places so wherever you listen to podcasts find us the morning toast and leave a five-star review about how beautiful stunning and smart we are we hope you guys have an amazing day and we'll see you tomorrow for what day is it hump day hey.